0: Now, you follow, as I read, that which is inspired, inerrant. In fact, the only inspired and inerrant thing you will hear today is what you're about to be read out of First Kings chapter 4, verses 20 through 30. Here we go. Judah and Israel were as many as the sand by the sea. They ate and drank and were happy. Solomon ruled over all the kingdoms from the Euphrates to the land of the Philistines and to the border of Egypt. They brought tribute and served Solomon all the days of his life. Solomon's provision for one day was 30 cores of fine flour and 60 cores of meal, 10 fat oxen and 20 pasture-fed cattle, 100 sheep besides deer, gazelles, roebucks, and fattened fowl. For he had dominion over all the region west of the Euphrates, from Tifsa to Gaza, over all the kings west of the Euphrates. And he had peace on all sides around him. And Judah and Israel lived in safety, from Dan even to Beersheba, every man under his vine and under his fig tree all the days of Solomon." Solomon also had 40,000 stalls of horses for his chariots and 12,000 horsemen. And those officers supplied provisions for King Solomon and for all who came to King Solomon's table, each one in his month. They let nothing be lacking, barley also and straw for the horses and swift steeds they brought to the place where it was required, each according to his duty. And God gave Solomon wisdom and understanding beyond measure, and breadth of mind like the sand on the seashore, so that Solomon's wisdom surpassed the wisdom of all the people of the east and all the wisdom of Egypt. The grass withers, and the flower fades, but the word of our God, that endures forever. Guys, one of the things that I have sought to teach you over the years, and and haven't done a very good job of it, is that is that biblical truth that is biblical truth that is found in these biblical stories, is layered. By that, by saying that it's layered, I, I mean that that often, that that though the, the the facts of the story are, are, are beneficial. Um, you can certainly benefit by knowing the facts of the story, um, but that oftentimes the real message of the story is, is beneath the surface. Like in the story that I just read you. Guys, this episode that I, that I just read you out of 1 Kings 4, out of the life of Solomon, and of course a part of the, the, the history of Israel, is almost it's it's almost fairy tale-like. Not that it is a fairy tale, it, it it isn't. It isn't a fairy tale, but it's um it it's telling us this fanciful story about in this land far, far away, and, and, and its king, who was wealthy beyond the farthest dreams of avarice. You can almost feel yourself being swept away by this this dreamlike quality of a story that 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 would starts almost with once upon a time. Well, guys, it's it's not a fantasy, and it's not a fairy tale. Israel and, and, and Solomon were very real. But but this scene, which I read you it, about, which the facts of which are are they're interesting just in the facts themselves. Um, But this scene that I read you Its design, its purpose is to point us To another king Um, It's pointing us to another king and another kingdom The the message here in, in this story lies beneath the surface of the facts of this story about how much food it was required to feed all these people at, at, at Solomon's table. Gang, and, and, and here's, here's one of the reasons that I think I'm right about telling you that this is pointing us to another kingdom. If you've got your text still open, look at, um, look at verse 24, the last part of 24, where it says, and, and he had peace on all sides around him. And Judah and Israel lived in safety from Dan even to Beersheba, every man under his vine, under his fig tree, all the days of Solomon. You see, ladies and gentlemen, I think you know, don't you, that this kingdom that's being described here in First Kings 4 collapsed and disintegrated about 50 years later and out of it two other kingdoms arose two other nations arose and they were arch enemies for decades so knowing that one little fact then then you then when you read something like in verse 24 and 25 you begin to wonder is there a hint there is, is there something else that we should find if we looked deeper? Because this, the narrator of this story is, is inviting us to think of, a, of another king, our ultimate king. He's inviting us to, to think of another kingdom, uh, the, the ultimate kingdom, one in which peace reigns forever. Forever not just for 50 years. One where there's no more war, ever. One where there's no more death, ever. One where there's, there's, no, more, there's no more suffering and tears, ever. One a kingdom where there's bounty, not just for a day, Not just for 50 years But bounty forever and safety and peace Forever Guys Solomon's reign that's being described here Was the climax of of Israel's dominance and influence in the region and Yet his kingdom ended in ignominy Because His kingdom was simply to be a precursor. It it was to be a, a prefigurement of another kingdom that would come later. It was a kingdom that was announced and established by the coming of Israel's ultimate king, Jesus Christ. Guys, it would be Jesus Christ, not Solomon, that would give to his people a lasting and permanent peace. It would be Jesus, not Solomon, whose kingdom would extend much farther than all of the nations west of the Euphrates. It would be Jesus' kingdom That would last far beyond 50 years. It would be Jesus, not Solomon, who will put to flight all of his enemies and thus all of our enemies. It would be Jesus, not Solomon, who would deal with a problem a whole lot bigger than Canaanites. Because you see, Solomon couldn't deal with our sin. Only Jesus could do that. And then, guys, I hope you noticed that at the, at the center of this story about Solomon is a table. A table to which people were invited. On which sat Bounty. Bounty. Once again Pointing us to another king Who has his own table And on his table Is found Bounty Bounty that will address Needs That food will never address Guys It's on a table like this where you find all of the provisions for all of your needs. Guys, there is on this table provision made for us that will meet our needs for an eternity, not just for 50 years. Everything that you need in terms of bounty and peace and safety Those needs are met by the provisions on this table Ah and one more thing Forgiveness You see ladies and gentlemen all of the bounty of Solomon's kingdom couldn't address our sin It's only the bounty that you find on this table that addresses our basic need. The basic need for forgiveness of sin. It's all here in symbolic form. Everything that the soul needs is provided for in the broken body and shed blood of Jesus Christ. And so, ladies and gentlemen, I would be doing you a disservice to invite you to Solomon's table. But it is my privilege to invite you to this one. Let's pray together. Our Father, I do pray that you will use this sacrament to remind us of all things heavenly, of all things eternal. I pray, O oh God, that you will use this sacrament to remind us that though we've gone through a, a year of bounty, we've, we've fattened ourselves, we've, we've enjoyed a certain amount of prosperity, but, but oh God, that's only temporary. It's here. It's here at this table where the soul's greatest needs are addressed. And I pray that you will meet us here, and that you will remind us that that there is only one ultimate king for us. And he's not only a king, he's a savior, a savior whose great work is being symbolized in these elements so father meet your people around these things that remind us of your savior we pray of course in jesus name amen